All right. So, hey, guys. Uh, so this is going to be a bit of a different kind of episode, I guess. We're going to try and keep it short. We're not exactly the best at that, but that that is the intended goal. Probably shooting for about half an hour. Um, anyway, so as always, um, I, I'm Elias Chavez, and this is Noah Wilder. Um, and just in regards to all the protests and riots and everything that's going down, um, you know, the podcast is our Christian viewing experience, and this is something that we're viewing in media. So <laughs> no way, <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah. I I know you all know this is happening. Blackout Tuesday got a lot of people's attention. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just, I. This this is happening. This is real. This is a reality that we're in. Um, and so yeah, we just wanted to offer some kind of a Christian viewpoint on all of this. So yeah, that's yeah. that's that's the summation of everything. Yeah. Um. So first, we're just going to talk about standing up against injustice, um, and just give our opinion on what's going on and how um, the the what the word has to say about all of this. So I'm, do you want me to just read some verses real quick or do you want to? No, okay. uh, I think that's a good idea. Okay. I'll just, I, they're, most of them are for Proverbs, surprisingly, <laughs> unsurprisingly. I was, gonna say, I was like, what are you talking about? Have you read Proverbs? <laughs> yes, I have, but there's literally a character named justice in some chapters. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I found a lot of encouragement this past week reading an Amos. Yeah. Good, old, good old Amos. There's yeah. a, Martin Luther King references Amos in a lot of a speeches. A lot. <laughs> like a lot. It's all about justice and retribution for the... The poor... The, 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 the Israelite poor people oppressed. and where they messed up and where they oppressed other people and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Got, it got some good words from that. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. We shouldn't be giggling. I'm sorry. <laughs> Regardless... Um, so Proverbs 3, or sorry, 31, 8 through 9, open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, <coughs> judge righteously, defend the rights of the poor and needy. Proverbs fourteen thirty one. whoever oppresses a poor man insults his maker, but he who is generous to the needy honors him. Proverbs twenty twenty three. Unequal weights are an abomination to the Lord, and false scales are not good. It's proverb. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremiah 22, 3. Uh, Thus says the Lord, do justice and righteousness, and deliver that from the hand of the oppressor him who has been robbed, and do no wrong or violence to a resilient alien or immigrant, the father of this and the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place. Um, yeah. So, these are just a few of many verses. I mean, I looked up verses beforehand to try and get some good ones, and just, there were 65 recommendations, <laughs> and I had to narrow it down. Uh, unsurprisingly, again, a lot of them were for Proverbs, <laughs> but, um... Not all of them. So we're not just pulling from Proverbs for this. Um, I did my Proverbs Bible study, and that's where I got all my verses. <laughs> yeah, so this is just a small amount of what the Word has to say again about standing up for people who are oppressed and in need and can't speak for themselves. And if they could, they wouldn't be listened to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I wanted to bring up 
one specific thing with this is that when we talk about justice in the Bible, um, the Bible doesn't only advocate uh, for punitive justice, the justice that punishes wrongdoers. The Bible actually advocates for restorative justice more than punitive justice. It, it advocates for standing up for people, righting wrongs that people don't think are wrong, Ever, bringing people into good, just situations where they weren't before, and restoring back to equality and order where it has been taken away. And it talks a little. Uh, there's just, there's Ecclesiastes that has its sections that are about punishment, but all throughout the Bible is talking about restoration and the justice um, that goes with it. Yeah, and the mercy and everything that goes with it. And that's how we're supposed to emulate and live our lives as Christians. Um, yeah, did you have any verses or anything you wanted to say? I mean, yes. Let me grab my phone real quick. Um, yeah. So, like... I already did. I close it. No, it's right here. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> stuff pulled up and then you closed it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that a lot. Um, <laughs> so, like, like I was saying before, Amos. Um, I, I'm just going to reference this in my. Uh, uh, in the my next feature. episode. Yeah, in in the next episode that's going to be airing. Um, but yeah, so so <laughs> forgive me for reading this verse twice, but just because... Oh, I'm doing it a bunch too, so... It okay, matter. well, there we go. <laughs> um, get, get ready to really learn these verses, people. Um, but Amos, um, basically the point of the first chapter of Amos is God speaks to this prophet, who's just a shepherd, um, <laughs> and just tells him, like, hey, Israelite, watch out. Um, all of all of your neighbors are about to get it pretty rough. Um Specifically, he's talking. He talks about Gaza in verses six through eight, um, and I just wanted to read verse six because uh, I think that's the most applicable here. Um, this is what the Lord says: For three sins of Gaza, even for four, I will not relent, because she took captive whole communities and sold them to Edom. And then it just talks about how it's going to destroy uh, Gaza because of that. Anyway, point yeah. is. I just I wanted to bring up that very specific verse because that that just that is slavery, not just biblical slavery as it's outlined a couple places. Like because slavery is brought up in the Bible, mm-hmm. and Jesus even talks like you know slaves respect your masters. Different. It's it's the kind, same word, different, different thing. Yes, it's that, more paying off debts, and you still had all the rights of a citizen, and you weren't viewed as cattle or anything like that. Yeah, it was literally just working off debts and things like that Mm -hmm. um, is what that was referring to usually in the Bible. And then it addresses what you were just reading addressed what we think of when we hear slavery. Yes. Yeah. Which isn't even described as slavery. They're just like, we don't even have a word for this. This is terrible. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But no, anyway, so point is I, that's just, that's very specifically like addressing that specific issue. I I, I know I just said specifically, but anyway, um, (laughs) But yeah, it's just, it's addressing that issue in a way where it's like, you can't argue that, you can't say like, oh man, but like, you know, like, maybe there is some kind of redeeming factor in a system. And it's like, no, God has in that moment very 
specifically out what slavery yeah, he, he's is. He's outlined what it is, and he yeah. said that if there is an unjust, and if you read the rest of Amos, you see, but he just like if there is an unjust system, throw it out. Yeah, and he says they've done this. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. I'm, I'm taking it out on them. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I, I, you know, standing up for people who are victims of injustice in some way is very important. Um, there are so, so many people who do that. Um, Jesus oftentimes would do that in ways that I, I, I can't really say that he didn't intend to because he is God. Um, but he, he pointed out sin in people that they didn't even realize they were coming to him to have like brought out of them, so to speak. Uh, the example that I want to go with here is to say there's that story of um, this woman who'd been caught cheating on her husband is brought before Jesus, and the Pharisees say, like, hey, the law says we got to stone her. And Jesus is literally playing in the dirt. (laughs) Uh, He does not care in the slightest, and he just says, whoever among you is without sin, throw the first stone. And at that moment, the Pharisees who'd come to condemn Jesus to you know, to subjugate him in a way, to make him bend to their own system of rules and how they interpreted scripture, suddenly have the script flipped on them and they have to confront their own sin. And then Jesus turns to the woman who is being subjugated in that moment, who's being put on display, you know, all of her shame and everything is just out there for everybody. And Jesus just turns to her and says, you know, like, they didn't stone you. I'm not going to stone you. You know, go be free and sin no more. Yeah. Like, that's... I think that that is exactly the image that we should... That we should be going with as a Christian community. Um, I find that, as a whole, we're not very united. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, Yeah, I was going to bring that up. I forgot to. I wrote all these (laughs) verses about standing up for the oppressed and stuff like that, but... I think something that is really prescriptive in the Bible is mm-hmm. sharing burdens. Um, we're instructed to share one another's burdens within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and just because the church is in many ways segregated, which is a shame, um, it's very yeah. hard to remember that if you are white or you're Latin American or whatever you are, and you may not be experiencing this in the same capacity um, as some, as other believers, there's still the church. We're still called to share um, their burdens and, cat, and give our burdens to each other and care for one another in that way and love our neighbors and so on and so forth. But we're also called to cast our burdens on the Lord. And so it doesn't matter that I'm taking on hundreds of people's burdens in my church. I'm still giving it to the Lord. So one, we should be, uh, if you're a majority, if you're white, you should be taking on this burden with uh, minorities who are being oppressed and helping them and taking on that burden of what needs to happen to make things change. And you shouldn't feel overwhelmed by it because you should be giving it to God uh, to take care of at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I I agree. There, there needs to be some kind of 
like actual sense of community, but we're, we're so, so torn down on this sense of like, I don't even know, like biblical elitism almost where like every, every denomination feels that they have like the correct view of the scripture Mm -hmm. and you know, like they are saved and it's so like, it's so very rare to see two churches of different denominations working together. It's difficult to see even churches of the same denomination working together. Like we all have the same goal, you know, we all have the same core set of beliefs, you know, if we don't, that's another talk. Sure. Um, There is a difference between like primary differences and secondary and tertiary differences where some differences, but not between denominations. The difference is one of them has, is a Christian and the other one has it. One you have to choose. Yeah. These beliefs either line up or don't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Many denominations, they're like important things, but they're mostly secondary Mm -hmm. differences but we just let it get in the way and let those arguments, yeah, ah, divide us. Anyway, um, <laughs> no, I just, what? I just really wanted That's to say that. It's not even a denomination. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I just wanted to say that yeah. in a scoffing tone. Um, okay. Anyway, point is. No, you've talked about being Calvinist on the podcast. Yeah, well, that's the point. I'm not, I don't think I'm offending anybody. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, um, but yeah, it, it's just in, in times of inequality like this, I mean, myself as a Hispanic male, um, it's it's difficult in a lot of senses because, you know, on, on TV, it's very, very easy to see the death of black people going on. The African-American community is in a lot of pain mm-hmm. and... That's that's on everybody's radar. That's on everybody's radar. Even if even if you're somebody who is anti-protest, anti-this, anti-that, you're still very well aware of the fact that these people are very angry. Yeah. Um, and I'm at a weird point with my own community where a lot of Hispanic people are dying too. You know, police brutality is affecting us just as much. But at the same time, you know... It's not as in everyone's it's face not, at the moment. It's not in everybody's face in the moment. And I don't really feel like it's my place to say anything right now in a way that, like, I don't want to detract from the Black Lives Movement. Sorry, black, my, my brain went BLM, Black Lives Movement. Um, black Lives Matter <laughs> movement um, that's going on right now. I don't want to detract from that because they have all this momentum right now. And social change is starting to make some progress. And so I don't... And it's going to positively affect your community. So you yes. don't be like, yeah, I know Black Lives Matter, but uh, so, so <laughs> this thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I definitely don't want to get into some kind of argument with somebody about all lives matter. Yeah. Because the, the conversation between all lives matter and black lives matter, getting into that debate is almost never helpful uh, to anyone. I don't know. We gotta, we're going to talk about that. We are going to talk about um, I didn't know if you wanted to segue into that now or no, later. No, we're going to go into rioting okay, okay. and looting, because uh, that is a concern a lot of Christians have, that mm-hmm. how can we support this when there are people who think looting and attacking people and things like that. Mm-hmm. 
is okay? What are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to respond to that? Um, yeah, and so I, I have, again, a few verses here, but um, I just want to say that, yeah, I'm just going to read the verses because they will segue. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, Hebrews 4.15, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who is in every way, in every respect, has, oh my gosh, I messed up, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, without yet without sin. Um, and then Philippians 2, 4 through 8, Let each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Uh, and then Ephesians 4, 26, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Um, and those are just verses highlighting the fact that Jesus was a man, <laughs> and that he can sympathize with whatever we're going through. Um and that, like, we should have sympathy and understand those actions to a point. Mm -hmm. uh, we should understand anger because we are also angry. And we should understand that we are human and we can be tempted into taking out that anger in unjust ways. Um, but Jesus himself felt those same, like, felt righteous anger, which I believe this is. Um because it's it's not just it's it's not righteous. So when you're angry over something not being good and righteous, I would call that righteous anger. But the By way definition, yeah, the way some of it has pl played out, and I wanted to also say, not every protester, in fact, the majority of protesters are not rioting and looting, but mm -hmm. it is something that's happening. <laughs> And yes, there are outside influences in it, but there are people who are just that angry that they're ready to riot. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, we should have sympathy, but we should not condone it. We can be angry and not sin. Um, yeah. Did you have anything to say with that? I have one oh, yeah. last thing. I have one last verse section to talk about. But okay. um, as far as rioting and looting go, um, I. I do have stuff to say as far as that's concerned. Rioting, I guess you can get to like exactly what is the definition of rioting. Uh, I am an MLK guy through and through. I believe in peaceful protests. Mm -hmm. And there has always been the argument that MLK had so many supporters that it wasn't until after he died and rioting and there was madness in the streets after he died. And the only way to quiet those people was to pass the Civil Rights Act. That's an argument I have thrown in my face a lot. But the point is, at the end of the day, as especially as a Christian, I very heavily believe in, like, if we're going to get this done, we're going to get this done the right way. We're going to do this legally. We're going to do this peacefully. Yeah. You know, like, that's that's just, that's how, that's how I'm hardwired. I, I can't just be violent. Yeah. Um, but then, as far as looting is concerned, um... 
I don't want to say that I support or condone looting. Um, that that's not the case. I don't think the focus needs to be on looting. People are looting for a myriad of reasons. Primarily, it's because people are not agreeing with the system of capitalism that does not benefit them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there aren't really stories of white people going out and looting. It's all African American communities. It's all well, Latino communities. There are, there are, yeah, yeah, there I was are, say, there I have are. Seen... I, yes, there is. It is on the news, but it's not communities. It's people. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I should. Even at that point, African American communities aren't like. Let's as go a, as a whole. Let's, sharpening let's the pitchfork. It. It's just some people in there trying to be understanding, even though mm-hmm. they don't condone it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is somewhat controlled as well. <laughs> um, a lot of black-owned businesses know that all this... Oh, I shouldn't say a lot. Everybody knows this is happening. Um, so black-owned businesses, like they're putting out signs saying that they are black-owned. And those places are untouched. <laughs> yeah. there, I've seen several pictures of just like, places like that where they have a sign out front that says that they are black owned they are untouched and everything else on the street is madness (laughs) um but point is again i i don't support or condone it um just strictly because i i'm a peaceful protest kind of person Mm -hmm. um yeah but i i do understand i understand it so well i am absolutely irate yeah um i have had my own moments this past week where I've not controlled my anger very well. Um, I'll, I'll admit as in just conversations with in, in terms of, yeah, yeah. I, I've not you gone smashing windows. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I've, I've lost my temper with a couple of people. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was just going to bring up, um, one more thing where, um, people have brought up the verses where Jesus flips tables and gets mad. And thanks a lot uh, in response to this and trying yeah. to condone... That is a thing that he did. Some things. <laughs> condone rioting and looting through this. Um, I want to first say that one, MLK, uh, he was very strategic. And like his reasoning oh, behind peaceful protest is because if you are a community that's seen as more violent or has a tendency towards violence, then rioting is not going to improve things. And two, if you peacefully protest and you get the media there and you get police officers and the government attacking you as you peacefully protest, people become on your side. Mm -hmm. And so just like, not even a Christian thing, sorry, that's the name of the podcast, but (laughs) not even a Christian thing, it just makes logical sense. Yeah to do things peacefully. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to leave that alone now, but, <laughs> uh, I was going to get, talk about this argument that Jesus got mad and flipped tables. So it's okay. If I uh, bash this random car window in, like, what are you, what are you talking <laughs> ah, <yes>. about? <laughs> Same. Of course. I was about to say, these things totally are equal. <laughs> yeah. So I, I wrote out like a whole, paragraph just so i would say this correctly but okay i've heard some people give matthew 21 12 and 13 which is those verses uh as an argument for why it's okay to write and loot um there are a few things about 
Jesus' situation that are not the same about this situation um, that need to be addressed if you're going to try and use that argument. Um, yeah. Jesus is acting out of his righteous anger, mm-hmm. anger that is justified in that it is about true sinfulness and wrongdoing. And I do think that those people who are like actually so angry that they're expressing it through rioting, um, that is a righteous anger. And that's where that's where it's the same, and not, that's where these arguments are coming from. Yeah. Um, yet, it doesn't make looting still doesn't make sense. It's still theft. It's still a sin. Jesus mm-hmm. would would not condone that. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no. I I was trying to express the fact that I have deep empathy for yeah. this. I don't. <laughs> I don't condone. I promise. Yeah, and I so. Um, yeah, because what they're protesting is wrong in the eyes of God. Uh, the next thing to note is that Jesus is acting in specific defense of God mm-hmm. and his place of God's place of worship, yeah. his temple. Um, and I won't say that no one is thinking about God when they get this angry. Uh, it's just never anyone's point is that this is wrong in God's eyes. And that's why I got so angry. And that, like, they're just angry. And I, it, it's hard to believe that someone is thinking I'm going to do this in defense of God in those moments. Um, yeah. but again, I'm not them. So I guess you could make the argument that but People, yes, that was on my mind. Yeah. But it, I think it's a little flimsy of an argument. But um, <laughs> Given our sinful natures. Yeah. yeah. And the last thing I want to point out is that Jesus takes specific action against those who are guilty in this situation. Uh, the actions that we've been seeing are just against whatever and whoever's close by. Um, yeah. It's small business owners. It's huge businesses. It's it's even black-owned businesses. It's white-owned businesses. It's it's random cars and people in the streets that are just trying to get home and stay safe. It's not attacking anyone who's causing the problem. It's just being mad enough to hit something. Um, and still, I understand, but that's that's not what Jesus did. And so, if you want to use that as an argument. It doesn't make much sense. Um, and if you completely disagree, please say so. But I just, it's been making me a little upset that people will, I understand sympathy, I have sympathy for this, but we'll use Jesus and his actions as an excuse to sin. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, it's exactly what the Pharisees were doing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just wanted to address that because I've seen that argument more than once, and I don't think it's a fair assessment of Scripture, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's a one-to-one uh, in most situations. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to say about that? No, 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 no. I mean, you, you knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure I had everything, so I over-explained again. <laughs> no, 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 it, it's warranted, given <laughs> given this. Yeah. Um so the last thing we, I have written down to talk about is uh, Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter. Um, I'm going to read two verses, Matthew 12, 31. These are both Jesus speaking. Um, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than this. 
or these because the one one is greater than that. <laughs> I read that wrong. Sorry. Uh, Matthew five forty four. The first one was Mark twelve thirty one. I think I said Matthew. Anyway, so. uh, moving on. <laughs> Matthew four. Oh my gosh. Matthew five forty four. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Um, and I, I think it would be good for us as a show, as an entity or whatever, to say the statement "Black Lives Matter" is true according to the Bible. The statement itself, "All lives matter," is true. <laughs> According to the Bible, no one is disagreeing. No one here is disagreeing <laughs> with either of those statements. There is a more complex understanding of what what you look like and who you're associating yourself with when you say those statements. Uh, I think that needs to be addressed as Christians. Um, yeah. So I have a bunch written down to say, and I know you're going to get angry. Not at me, just this This makes you angry. This does make, yeah. <laughs> so well, do you, would you the, like the, me to speak or not? <laughs> no, you... I mean, I've already read it, so... Uh, you didn't disagree with anything. Uh, no. For the most part. I, I won't say that I dis... There are, like, some wording things that I was like... Uh, I'm just gonna... I'm gonna read it. Yeah, We're no, gonna no, talk go about ahead. the nuances later. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, go, go ahead. I, I think both sides need to consider how... Uh, those who are on the other side of whether you want to say Black Lives Matter or All Lives Matter, how you look according to the people on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, many people saying All Lives Matter honestly are just confused <laughs> and don't understand why you're not saying All Lives Matter. And okay. And they need the truth of why you're saying it and what's going on. And it should be easy to understand why people are confused to a point about this because the entire argument is this has been hidden and it's not super explicit in the law. So it's hard to see, but this is the truth. Yeah. And so when people are having a hard time seeing it, you shouldn't immediately go into rage mode over it because that's your argument is that it's hard to see. Um, if you're a Christian on the side, if you're someone on the side of black lives matter, you should understand, yes, these things are hard to see, especially for someone who has been privileged or who is white, who hasn't had to experience these things. Um, Some people who say all lives matter on their social media aren't even disagreeing with people who say BLM. They just think it sounds better, and that's all they're doing. Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Which is, honestly, get... What is it? Like, why you need to say this sounds better? What... Okay, anyway, but that's just what they're doing because they think it sounds better and they think it encapsulates more things. And they may even be on your side if you are someone on the Black Lives Matter side of this thing. Yeah. it's not. I don't even think it's an argument. It's really confusing. Uh, (laughs) But they may not be even disagreeing with you. They just don't want you to forget about white lives. They don't want you to forget about Latino lives. They don't want you to forget about all the other things that are being affected by this. Mm-hmm. And some people are in that boat. Some people are just saying all lives matter because that's their go-to. And yeah, that's annoying. Okay. But you need to understand. I think a lot of people need to understand. Most people, I, I believe, aren't trying to like start an argument. They like legitimately just think it sounds better. 
and that's all they want to say. And yeah, that's dumb and opinionated, but that's all it is for most people. There are a lot of people who <laughs> for are, most. <laughs> there are a lot of people who are doing this more that genuinely aren't in support of anything that you are in support of. Yeah. And we'll address that in a second. <laughs> for people on the side of, yeah, Black Lives Matter, let's tweet that all the time. Let's do all this stuff and say and add the hashtag Black Lives Matter with it. Um, in the past, the organization Black Lives Matter hasn't been as organized as True. it should have been. True. Um, and so there are some issues with something, some things where they were condoned. One city condoned something and another city did not, and another city had this understanding, but they've since rectified that. Mm -hmm. But people who are just confused and don't know much and are only listening to people who agree with them aren't going to know that things have been rectified. Um, And a lot of people's introductions, and even my introduction to the term slash organization Black Lives Matter was Ferguson in 2014, um, which both sides of news media, right and left, only showed riots. Yeah. And so a lot of people who aren't keeping up with this because they just are living their own lives, maybe, or maybe they're ignoring it or whatever you want to say. That, all that they know is All they riots. know is those newscasts from 2014. And so they just want to... They're trying to convince you to rebrand away from BLM because they associate with that. Um, so just be aware of all those things. I think as Christians, we're called to be aware of how we're presenting ourselves um, so that we aren't hurt, like inadvertently uh, offending and casting people away from God through really dumb things like this. Um, I think something that really needs to be addressed with a lot of right-leaning Christians who say all lives matter is that the KKK and several other white supremacist organizations have been using that to recruit people ever since all this started. And so when you say that, a lot of people who are very pro-Black Lives Matter side of whatever this thing is, I don't even know what to call it. What do you call this? Social rights movement? But like... This part, the ALM versus BLM, what's... Oh. I don't even know what it is. It's not even, like... It's just a part... I don't know. But Okay, I see what you're saying. The people uh, in this thing that are on the BLM, you should say okay. BLM, not ALM thing, mm-hmm. immediately associate anyone, a lot of people, I won't say everyone, but <laughs> who says ALM is, you probably are with the KKK, or you... You understand this is with the KKK or whatever organization, yeah. And you're still doing it, and it's very. But a lot of people saying ALM have no idea. They're just saying it because that's what they think they should do. Um, and so I just want everyone to be aware of what each side is thinking when you say these things. Um, and I, I'm hoping if we're all aware of what other people are thinking, we can have better conversations about this. Uh, it's this small aspect of this movement and this time in history. Um, did you have anything you want to add with that? Or I can I can see the anger <laughs> just slowly like melting out. You're just of me. thinking of like everything I was just talking about on the negative of ALM. 
And, <laughs> and I'm trying I, to show you that, like, a lot of people just say it. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. And I try not to be angry with those people. Yeah. I, in fact, I'll even say that I'm pretty good at not being angry with those people. Okay. It's just that there, there's this, there's this very distinct moment where you know you've got to talk to these people. And again, I get that they're just not aware that all lives matter is inherently a a very problematic thing. It's not. I don't know if it's inherently. It's very obvious to a lot of people who aren't saying it. And that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying to the people who aren't. If if you are in the know, because like like you're saying, like it's a rallying cry for the KKK. Like there's that, which is just a problem. And then it's, it is a counter movement in and of itself. Like it was originally intended as something to detract. Like you're saying, like with Ferguson and all that, like black lives matter, you know, you could say that that's where they got their start. They didn't, it's been around for a minute, but yeah, that's, that's the the majority of the country's introduction to it. Exactly. Was that, that, that was their, that was their launching platform, if you will. Yeah. And then shortly thereafter, all lives matter is there. To be like, see all these people you just, like you said, rioting and panic ensues in the streets. And it's like, and look at all lives matter. They're just white people like you who are calm and chill and, (laughs) I don't know, love picnics and stuff. And also, you know, everybody matters, including you, white person. And everyone's just like, oh, okay. I like that a lot more than I like the people who are rioting in the streets. (laughs) And so, like, obviously, that's going to take off. I get it. And I'm not judging people who are saying all lives matter as a thing of ignorance or who are saying it as like who, who like legitimately they believe all lives matter because the whole point of black lives matter is that they legitimately believe that black lives and all lives matter equally. But right They're, now we're pointing out we're Black point, Lives Matter. The, yes, yeah. it is explicitly, like, Black Lives, the name is explicitly meant to make people, like, question it. Like, what, what do you mean? Of course Black Lives Matter. Oh, 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 they don't matter as much. Oh, I get yeah. it. I yeah. get it. <laughs> I, like, that's that's the point. It's, it's meant to be provocative. Yeah. And so All Lives Matter even the name of it is just like immediately spits in the face of that. Like, Oh, you thought you were provocative. It's just, it's the childhood copycat game or like some, like a kid's there's that one kid who just keeps saying everything that the other kid is saying. It's the most infuriating thing in the world. And that's what all lives matter is to a lot of people. in like, I don't know who stand for black lives matter. It's just, it is, it, it truly is a really problematic thing just in the sense that like, like Black Lives Matter is such an important part of where, just like, like where the cultural momentum is trying to move, mm-hmm. and a lot of people feel like All Lives Matter is in direct opposition to that. Yeah, which is warranted. I feel is warranted. Yeah, um, and. So for people like when, and myself, I've been guilty of this, like coming across somebody who says all lives matter, a lot of the time, even when you sit down with somebody who's like, you know, who they, they believe all lives matter and you try to outline all those things for them. And you're like, no, 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 I, I get it. I, I know that 
I know that we're arguing even though we're on the same page. Yeah. You're not racist. I'm not racist. I know that we both agree that every single person's life matter equally. I know we agree the problem is that you're saying all lives matter or blue lives matter or whatever. Yeah. And, and because you won't stop saying it, it detracts from my movement which inherently believes that currently we're not valued equally. Yeah. And when it's when you start explaining that, you get a lot of pushback. You get a lot of this, a lot of give and go. And it's just, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's getting anywhere. Yeah. It's just frustrating. And, and like, you know, since 2014, six years now, so many people have been having this debate. Yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll, I'll get off my high horse now. Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I do want to point so out angry. that in each verse I read, mm-hmm at the very beginning of this, it was pointing out a specific people group that needed to be addressed. Mm-hmm. The Bible... Mm-hmm. Okay, calm down. <laughs> the Bi- I'm over here like, snaps to that. The Bible upholds <sighs> the value of each human life and makes sure we all understand we are all made in God's image mm-hmm. and that murder and devaluing any person is incorrect and wrong in the eyes of God. But when people who are destitute who are poor and needy who are widows who are whatever group it is at the time that the bible is talking about they specifically pointed out so that we all know hey remember these people yes everyone matters and you guys take care of everyone and love everyone as in love your neighbor but there's also these specific people who you should really think about instead of just including the everyone bunch yeah. Yeah. And so I wanted to speak about what you were just talking a little bit too. Okay. I've, in the, I've in the argument <laughs> area of everything, where I've seen a lot of people recently saying, I'm going to block, I'm going to unfriend, I'm going to unfollow, I'm going to do that whatever. That's the most unchristian thing. And to, it, it makes me so angry. No, no. It's on both sides. It is. It is. And on both I've sides. seen it more on the Black Lives Matter side mm-hmm. of. If you say all lives matter, you're done. We're not friends. We're uh-huh. not family. I don't care if you're offended. And I so all these I so get that. After yeah. 22 years of my life of racial oppression and like people <laughs> just acting like they don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Blocking one person feels like a really minor move on my part. Yeah. If somebody's just saying that they're going to continue to not support that. And I'm not saying. So I get it. I'm not saying. I don't condone it, but I get it. I'm not saying that. It's not understandable, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying it doesn't even that it even doesn't have its place. If someone is like constantly going at you whenever you say anything, or even when you're not saying something, <sighs> then yeah, <laughs> and it's like tearing you down and making you believe lies about yourself and making it hard to be who God says you are. Yeah, mm-hmm. there. That's a time to block and unfriend and whatever that person. But <laughs> you are canceled. <laughs> yeah, cancel. I always want to say canceled because it will encapsulate everything. It does, but, but it's, a, it's, it's a, not. It's not a it's good not term. The word. It's not the word. <laughs> anyway, but if you're not that, those times are. Yeah, that's a smart, wise decision. It's exactly like when you're a Christian and you're hanging out with unbelievers, and they're bringing you into more sin. Yeah, stop hanging out with them in that capacity. Mm-hmm. Change what's going on so you're not being brought down constantly. So you're not bringing so remove stumbling blocks for yourself. You know, 
yeah. if someone's being a stumbling block, get rid of them. Like, still love them, still try and assess how can I still care about this person and show them truth and grace. But how can I do that without hurting my relationship with God? Mm-hmm. That's our call as believers. That's something we should be doing. But we should be very selective in when we do that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I wrote a whole other paragraph. Um, I think as Christians, we're supposed to be standing in truth in, against evil. So if Christians, so if you are a Christian and you're blocking people who you think disagree with you and you're not bothering to check if they disagree with you, they may just be saying ALM and you're mad about that. Um, yeah. You might want to reconsider that. Um, if you consider these people your enemy. Even, like, if you're completely against people who say ALM. Yeah, I said that right. ALM. You're good. <laughs> you're so bad with acronyms yeah, and stuff. ALM. They, uh, if you're completely against them, and you, like, consider them your enemy, even, like, whether that's warranted or not, which I don't think it is, but <laughs> whether that's warranted or not, the God we follow says love your enemy. Not cast them out and let them hear no truth. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. So, it's the most unchristian thing yeah. to block someone like that. And, and again, if, if they are making a specific point to antagonize you, that's what deleting someone's number is for. Like yeah. it, it, that's the function I get. Yeah. But most people saying this and doing this, because that's not their intent. It is our, like it is our job as Christians to spread the gospel, to spread the good news. And I very firmly believe that this whole movement, even if not intentionally rooted in gospel messaging, it, I do still like it this is, is still, still truth, and we're supposed to stand with truth. Yes. Again, I mean, of course, we get into the issues of a lot of the Black Lives Matter leaders not very Christian. Some of them is it, you get you get yeah. into problems yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. But regardless of the organization's stance. What they are fighting for is something that we as Christians yeah. should be fighting for. And, yeah. and as Christians, we should differentiate between organization and movement. Yes. In <laughs> uh, BLM, because the organization, I will understand any issue you may have with them. But the movement itself, what are you, you, you going to say? People don't matter? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> you are more problematic than ALM now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. Most people's intent with blocking or canceling people is just so they don't have to deal with it anymore. And I know it can be—it's really easy. It's really grating <laughs> to just not have to deal with it anymore. But at the end of the day, to break it down into the simple words, that's just you doing what's convenient for you and not loving your neighbor well. And if you continue to do this, you're going to get to the point where you're, everything you tweet about this, everything you post about this, is just going to be to people who already agree with you. And you're not standing up for anyone if you're just talking to people who agree with you. Solidarity! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, we're supposed to stand against oppression, but if the only people who hear us are the people who agree with us, we're not going to change anything. Yeah. So... As hard as it is to continue to be bashed by people and have people be hateful towards whatever cause you may be talking about at the time, we're talking about BLM at the time, (laughs) at this time, you still have to stand up against those people and not just retreat back to the people who agree with you. 
Um, if as Christians we did this to an unbeliever, what are, like, we would never convert anyone to Christianity ever. If as Christians an unbeliever starts talking to you and says something you disagree with, and then you just refuse to speak to them forever after that, how does that show them love? How does that show them grace and truth? How, if someone believes a lie, the loving thing to do is tell the truth, even if they won't believe you. Um, and just no one would ever become a Christian in that. So because this is a part of the gospel that, yes, all lives matter, including black lives matter, <laughs> um, because this is part of our charge as Christians to stand up against oppression and unjustness and unrighteousness, you have to continue to deal with it. And a lot of us should be turning to God and giving him that burden instead of blocking people. Because <laughs> I've been in conversations with people who are not believers and think they are and people who are in cults and things like that. And it's just super frustrating. And it's so easy just to be like, the good thing to do is never talk to these people again. <laughs> But that's not the good thing yeah. to do. <laughs> that is the easy way out. Yeah. So that's that's all we really, I really had thought to say in this. Um, yeah, we, yeah, we're we're behind. <laughs> we're behind people mattering and people being valued as images of God, um, in whatever capacity that means. Yeah. Um, and so, would you want to do like a really awkward because this is a podcast two minute moment of silence or something just to end it? Or I don't uh, know. That's fine with me. Okay. Do you want to maybe pray? Then do I was gonna you, say. What, I was do like, do you pray? Wanna, do you, I don't know. <laughs> I I can pray us in, and you can pray us out. Okay. I'll I'll pray, and then we sit for a minute, and then you pray. That's the opposite of yeah, what I just said, but okay. But I don't want to finish. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to be at the end. <laughs> okay. I open and I close. Let's go. Wait, I, I open. You close. I opened this time. Because I was like... Oh, I, at the beginning yes, of the actual I'm podcast, like, not the prayer. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling in and you're hanging up. <laughs> sure thing, dude. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> uh, Father, thank you for this time together and... um. Father, you are good, and you are holy and righteous, and our jobs as Christians uh, is to stand for you and show you and your goodness and your holiness and your righteousness, and to hate and abhor what is evil, and does not stand for you because you are the definition of what is good. Uh, thank you for this time to be able to speak uh, in some small way about uh, the current issues as Christians and uh, share our opinions and our beliefs and share you with everyone. Father, we ask that you would continue to make all things new in this situation, that you would reform our government in whatever way you see fit. We, you would reform our policing policies. You would reform uh, every Christian's opinion to be in, more in line with your will. Uh, Father, you deserve all the glory and evil only allows us to forget you. Uh, so father, anything you can do and that we can do, uh, please guide us to do those things. 
uh, to stamp out evil and unjustness and show mercy and love even to our enemies uh, and people who don't understand and the ignorant and uh, the lost and the hopeless and just everyone. Let us be a light of you uh, to this whole situation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, um, you are pillar of strength. You are providing for people so often in all their different times of need. Um, you allow for us to endure so much suffering and hardship. And sure, you warned us about that ahead of time. If we are to follow you, it's going to be a life of hardship. But still... I don't think any Christian really realizes exactly what they is going to mean when they start trying to live their lives according to your plan. I just ask that you continue to give us all the strength and guidance that we need in this as we process a lot of emotion, as we start moving closer and closer towards being more than halfway finished with this crazy, tumultuous year that has led us from seemingly one great tragedy to another you still continue to be with us and you still allow for little glimpses of hope and joy to spark into our lives as weddings and babies being born <laughs> and all of the you know spring and summer are now in full bloom and session and everything is opening up for your glory to be seen again and all the while, the world is still mourning. And we all still have so much emotion just raging inside of us because of everything that's going, hap going on, everything that's happening. I just ask that you provide the wisdom, clarity, and the ability to really discern what your meaning in all of this is. Because I think it's easy to forget in moments like this it, exactly how much of a plan you truly have but you always have a plan this does serve a purpose it's not meaningless it's not the way life is you designed it to always be able to show your glory and majesty and i thank you for giving us opportunities that humble us and allow us to see that yes you are in control but also I ask for deliverance from those moments. It's your name we pray. Amen.
Amen. Uh, thanks for being here, guys. Um, next podcast is normal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah.